Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sex Sales Podcast, a podcast where a comedian talks to a relationship therapist about dating in the modern world. Today, we're going to be talking about the initial stages of a relationship, how to set one up in a healthy way. And we're also going to uh, look into what could be uh, potentially causing issues if you can't get past the first or second date, if people are often saying things like, you're really nice, but I just don't feel the spark. Uh, If people only ever see you as a sort of casual option. So we're going to kind of explore that a little bit. Uh, Eliza, how are you doing? I'm doing yeah, pretty well. Good, pretty how good. are you? Pretty busy, um, as always. But uh, I did just have a one-week uh, holiday, as we touched on in the last podcast, and it was very refreshing and very nice. But the second you get back to Sydney, it's good. just couldn't find a park for an hour in King's Cross. And I was like, all right, all that de-stress. Um gone so every time i drive back to sydney now um to see my friends i'm like i will never move back here yeah, it's a joke because of how different it is driving on the coast than it is driving in sydney yeah it's insane it's so stressful yep and everyone's angry yeah. everyone's angry on the roads that should if that's ever yeah. a point for self-reflection if you're getting extremely angry because someone cut you off like you can you can beep you can be a bit oh you can, you can sort of say um, they shouldn't have done that. But if you're, you know, winding down the window and swearing at them for an innocent mistake or maybe not even a mistake on the road, it's just weird to me. Like, what has got you to that point? Honestly, yeah. With such a waste. I had a man do that to me once where I beeped at him because he didn't indicate he just swerved in front of me. And it wasn't like a long beep. It was just a, like a literal warning beep. And then he pulled up beside me, put down his window, started screaming. So I put mine down to hear him and then realized like, oh, I don't like what he's saying. So I kept just putting my window like up and down <laughs> as he was yelling and smiling at him. And then he started laughing. And afterwards, he was like, have a good day. <laughs> didn't say a word the whole time. That was it. Just how up and down. bizarre. Yeah, that's how you get to know Weird. someone. What? Yeah. Yeah. yeah anyway. I, uh, I got called a fuckhead because I, uh, I just waited a bit to turn right because there were some cars coming from the uh, other lane. And, okay, there was a bit of space. Uh, yeah, I probably could have gone, but I, was, I wasn't in a rush. And I waited like you're supposed I to, like that. you learn on the, on the ELS test. And then he uh, drives past and goes, fuck it. And that was actually just before we were doing the Western Sydney show. And I was like to Dan, well, we're definitely in Western Sydney. The most, the worst uh, incident of road rage. Well, I've had a few funny ones, actually. Once I, uh, well, this one was my fault. I just kind of like, I uh, didn't check my blind spot and uh, scraped this other car as I was trying to merge. And then uh, he was really nice about it, but he actually, he recognized me and he was a fan and it was super awkward and he wanted a photo and stuff. And it's just very, uh, he gave me his card. So if he's listening, shout out. Um, and then this oh, other incident, God. which uh, this one was really scary. This uh, truck was coming out of a service station and was already in, so this was a three lane highway and it had kind of gone into the first lane a little bit, which... You can't, you know, you can't do that. And so all the other cars were sort of going around it. And, and I, we were going, I think, 60 to 70 on the highway. So, look, I probably should have just stopped before the truck. But all the other cars were just kind of going around it. And I was following them. 
And so I start just going around it a little bit. I probably just crept, crept into the other lane a little bit. So it was, yeah, it was a bit dangerous. And mm. this truck just whizzed past me and um, just missed me. And then the uh, truck turned left and I was also turning left. Stop, the guy gets out, the scariest looking guy I've ever seen. Looks about six foot six, tattoos all over his face. Just is yelling his oh. head off at me. And just like motioning to come out and fucking fight me, can't fight me. And I, oh yeah, I, I drove away like a little bitch. I, I'm, I'm not going to fight that guy. So. As if you wouldn't though, I would be like, yeah, see ya. Like, like thankfully, yeah, That's it's a matter so of millimetres scary. here. I, yeah, I, sh- I probably should just stop. But the truck, it can't just go into the lane like that. Anyway. Yeah. Truck drivers are terrifying. I have one more quick yeah, traffic story for you, <laughs> but I've I've hit two, I've Ooh. hit two cars that I've been at fault for, and one was a Porsche and one was a Tesla, and both times the guys just let me off. They were so nice, and what? I damaged their car, and they, yeah, they didn't take any of my details. They were like, "It's all good." How it's bad fine. was the both damage? times? It was. Well, it was much worse on my car (laughs) than it was on theirs. Um, And for them, one, I put like a little like hole in it that was like this big, but it was a hole. And the other one was just like a tiny little like scratch dent. And they were just both times like, just don't worry about it and I'll fix it up. It's all good. And let me go. I think that is female (laughs) privilege right there. I don't think they would have done that. If if a brown guy got out of the car, I think they would have... uh, (laughs) Pursued some uh, insurance action there. <laughs> well, both times it was on the Central Coast as well, so maybe it's it's just people on the coast and watching. That's definitely true, uh, but uh, still, to, to not even well, interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, stay safe on the roads. Yeah. Car accidents not fun, so yeah, be cautious. Don't worry if people are beeping you. Just go the just. That's the other thing. Okay, one more thing. Well, when you're going like 58 in a 60 zone and some dickhead's like, oh, fucking hurry up and beeping you, it's like, why are you in such a rush, bro? Like, yeah. it's it's two kilometers under the... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I'm getting... Now I'm getting... I'm, I'm getting like road rage rage. Like seven minutes. I'm getting road rage rage. Yeah. Vicarious. Um, all right. Yeah. So uh, yeah. before we get into today's topic, uh, we're going to talk about our sponsors so uh, we have a new sponsor. We mentioned this one uh, two episodes ago, but uh, they are imearthy.com.au. I-M-E-A-R-T-H-I-E.com.au. They are an ethical brand of clothing based in the south coast of New South Wales with unique earth-inspired designs using eco-friendly inks. They're as ethical as you can possibly get. They, there are no toxic pesticides or fertilizers being introduced into the environment. Workers are protected from having to use or be exposed to poisonous chemicals. And they usually donate $1 from each shirt uh, to the Australian Conservation Foundation and Sea Shepherd Australia. But if you use the code SEXCELLS, they will donate $5. So, and you'll get 15% off. And uh, here's one of their t-shirts. Not wearing it because it's very cold and I want to jump up. But uh, all right, it's inside out. Well, I uh, definitely planned this. Uh, <laughs> look, it is a very comfortable t-shirt. I am. Uh, I usually have to. I love all their clothes. I have to I tailor all my t-shirts, and this one perfectly fitted. There you go. 
Look at that beautiful logo. Beautiful Love logo that. right there. And uh, very comfortable. <laughs> so I'm earthy.com.au. They're certified organic cotton. That's why it's so comfortable. They've got a, a nice range of t-shirts for men and women. So go to their website and get some sustainable clothing. And we are also sponsored by Hello. Crush Organics, Crush with a K. I have a huge range of CBD oil and CBD oil products. I've got bath bombs. I've got CBD oil for your pet. So if your pet is being a nuisance, is being a maniac, go get some CBD oil from Crush Organics. That's Crush with a K, K-R-U-S-H, organics.com. And if you use the code NEIL on that one, uh, you'll get 40% off. So that's a lot of percentages off. So use the code Neil, get yourself some CBD oil, relax, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. All right. So starting a relationship. Yeah, I, I didn't know how to do this when I was younger. I, I had no idea. And a lot of people also would say to me like, oh, I bet you're not into it. They just assumed I didn't want something serious because I had a profile. And they, I think they just assumed, which is very flattering, but it also just wasn't true. Uh, they just assumed I, uh, you know, yeah. traveled around Australia and slept around, which, all right, I did. But I still was open to uh, something serious. Uh, but uh, that's, a, that's a unique thing for me or for, for people who have a profile. So yeah. we, won't, we won't delve into that too much. But um, mm. Let's let's go back to just starting a relationship. What are what are the sorts of things that you should be doing if maybe after three or four dates you've both decided you want to keep going, keep seeing each other, and you've made a, a sort of loose commitment? What are some of the things that you should be uh, looking to set up from the outset? I think that you know I think it's actually really hard in the scenario because I hate saying this. Um, but I still feel like there is more of an expectation on men to initiate that moving from casual dating into relationship phase. Like I definitely see still a lot of even women in their 30s that in my social circles and just outside of that that are waiting for the man to make the commitment and move to that next step. So I think that you know a lot of the responsibility sometimes can lie with them, whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing, um, I'm indifferent about, but it is, it is interesting with that. So I think that, you know, a lot of times when we get questions about this, it's coming from men. Like, well, when I try to bring it into a relationship or make a relationship out of this, I've been dating this girl casually, we're going to one, two dates and I want to progress it. But one, she might say no, like, or how do I do it so that it's right and things like that. So, um, it is a little bit of a unique situation well actually it's probably not unique because most people will go through it at one one time or another but i think the very very first thing is seeing or understanding or guessing like are you on the same page um and do you have the same expectations for your relationship and how it's going to progress because you don't want someone like someone coming into date you neil previously and thinking well this isn't going to progress anywhere because Neil's got a profile where he's probably a fuckboy or whatever and then not allowing themselves to open up emotionally because of that um and never and then you might say eventually like I want to progress this relationship and it was so out of the blue for them because they had never even considered it so I think it's really important to understand like what are they seeking out of dating are they seeking 
sex? Are they seeking something casual? Are they seeking something long-term and romantic? So, and I think that a lot of people hesitate in asking these questions, even early on, um, what are you looking for and things like that? And people are uncomfortable. I've actually asked a guy at once and he was like, whoa, way too intense. And what did you ask? Day. Did you <laughs> just ask, like what are you asking, looking for? I wasn't asking him to marry. That's a common question yeah, on date, isn't like, it? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, so like, are you, are you hoping that you would like find a girlfriend one day or like, is that what you're looking for? Or are you kind of just chilling and having fun? And he was like, whoa. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is not going to work. <laughs> That's too much. As, of a, as a little side note, maybe a bit of advice. If, you, if you're sort of a younger guy and, and live in a urban area, um, more, you know, early twenties, late teens, I've heard that, uh, a lot of you don't want to commit into anything and and that's a big frustration for younger girls like oh guys don't want to commit blah 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 and and i'm not saying blah 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 because i'm dismissing that but you know etc etc honestly that's probably age where you are best uh equipped to commit and to um get into a longer term relationship if you want to sleep around as a guy you're probably better off doing that in your mid or late 20s because you're one just going to be a lot more attractive and <laughs> yeah. there's just the, the women that age are, are more confident and are probably more likely to, to to do that and it's also just easier to communicate those sorts of things. So uh, if you're in your early 20s, I would actually uh, advise against that because uh, you probably get a, you'll find a really good girlfriend because there's not many of you that are actually willing to commit now having said that there's a lot of guys that then have a very different experience and as the person who messaged you uh said that they you know want to make something more than just casual and and they're often met with subtle rejection there or uh just a flat out rejection but uh was just a little side note i think don't like commitment's not this like scary thing that you need to worry about and it could even if it is just a shorter relationship mm. six seven months or something you know it's this kind of uh chimera that you're chasing for some guys you can become this uh you know player that gets a different high quality girl to sleep with every week or two but look, this is like 0.001% of men that can do this, okay? And I I had a profile and I couldn't do that. Like, it's not very easy to be <laughs> that guy. So get over that. You're probably not going to yeah. live the, that life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so true. Actually, I have a, um, a little story about my friend who went on a date recently. And I think it's relevant to this about how when you set up on your first couple of dates about if you're looking for a relationship or something casual. And this is my friend that I've talked about a lot on this podcast. And she's like really, really hot and super, super smart and really funny. And she this went on a date like a couple of weeks ago with this guy and he they've been talking for a bit. I think they were like on from Bumble or something. And he seemed really, really lovely. And he was going to meet her. Um, she lives on the North Shore. And he said, I'm going to come to you after work and we'll go on a date. And she said, are you sure I can come to the city if you work there? And he's like, no, no, I'll come to you. So she's getting ready for their date. And then the time comes where she's walking down to where their date is because um, it's walking distance from her house. And then she lets him know that. And he hadn't kind of touched base with her. And then he said, no, don't don't leave your home yet. I haven't left. 
So that to me was already a red flag when she was telling me the story that he hadn't let her know he was running late until she told him, I'm almost there, I'm walking. So she goes back home and then it happened like a second time or there was some kind of back and forth, but long story short, he said, actually, like I'm still stuck in the office, like 45 minutes had passed. He still hadn't left. He's like, I'm stuck at work. Like, can you come into the city? And she was like, well, I already offered this, but fine, I'll come into the city. So she goes into the city to meet him and he smells like beer because he's been at after work drinks with his mates. Oh, that's your second red flag. <laughs> so it gets worse. <laughs> so um, I hope he doesn't listen to this. So she's like, okay, like obviously she's assuming, you know, some kind of thing about yeah. him now. Like she's not too happy. And he, he takes her to this rooftop bar. It's super loud. They can barely hear each other. <laughs> it's just, and then this is funny. Okay. He, <laughs> It just gets progressively worse. Just wait. So he he starts, um, he's a bit like awkward in their conversation. She's making it all. She's a very like chatty and warm person. So it's like easy and natural for her. And he's not asking her any questions about herself. So she's just kind of giving him, you know, the stage to talk about himself or whatever. And then he goes to get drinks for them. And he texts her from the bar a couple of meters away saying I'm so into you (laughs) like and then just comes back with the drinks like I just thought that was really odd that you would do it just as you're standing away from them but then not with them and they're not talking about it when you come back and what was funny is that she replied saying I can Uh, tell (laughs) nothing else Uh, (laughs) I know brutal and then uh (laughs) then he um he started talking about his previous relationships i can't remember it came up in a funny way but he said he only dates thai girls and he's only into thai girls and is um, he so is he white his, you know of course he is <laughs> i didn't yeah. ask that question is he a 60 year old white man and some <laughs> okay <laughs> no he wasn't and you know i don't want to say it's a red flag to have like a sexual preference but uh, there is something about men that seek specifically a type of woman that there is a... Why just Thai and not Asian in general? (laughs) What's specifically about Thai? It's the culture. Maybe he's very woke and it's actually because he knows, uh, you you know, he could get a lady boy if it's Thai. So he's very progressive maybe. (laughs) So his last girlfriend was half Thai and my, my friend says to him like, um, oh, so your last girlfriend was like half Thai. Like, what is it about Thai girls? And he was like, well, she's half Thai, not full Thai. And she's like, yeah, well, like, what is it about Thai? And he's like, well, she, she's half Thai. Like, and, and he's like, oh, I said my friend's name, whatever. She won't care. And she was like, um, well, <laughs> you know, same thing. And he goes, that's so racist. <laughs> And I was like, okay, why is it racist? But anyway, what? he got upset because it was really racist, apparently. That <laughs> she said, like, same thing. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Like, you know, so she and, was and asking, like, why are you into Thai women? And he was saying, well, well, she was half... Like, he wasn't answering the question. Yeah, yeah. How drunk was it? Was he drunk? And because he... <laughs> oh, I this don't is know. funny. <laughs> Maybe. And then 
she said they kept going on this conversation about it and she was trying to explain what she meant that she wasn't actually being racist it's just that he'd said he only likes Thai girls and his girlfriend was half Thai so she said like what is it about Thai girls and then he kept pushing back being like you're a racist I like the idea (laughs) of two drunk white people arguing about what is racist (laughs) (laughs) I want to listen to that conversation So then she um, she's getting pissed off at this point. So she gets up to leave and he makes a comment about like, okay, I'm coming home with you. And she's like, I've just kind of like stormed away. Like, obviously I'm not into it. Like she's trying to walk away from him. She's getting a cab and he kept like pushing and pushing and pushing her being like, I'll come back to yours. Like I'm coming home with you. Like I'll get the cab with you. And she had to say no, like 10 times to him, Mm. which is quite uncomfortable. Like, thank God she was in a public city place because when someone's like pushing that hard and insisting like that is another 10th, I don't know Mm. how many red flags right now. And eventually she just, she for like the 10th time was like, look, you're not coming home with me. And then he goes, how, does it turn you on knowing how, like, sexually frustrated I'm going to be, like, getting off tonight, like, or something like that, because you wouldn't let me come home with you? And she was, like, like a bit weirded out. I don't know what she said. And then he goes, whether or not it's with you, I'm having sex tonight. <laughs> um, and she right. was just so, like mind-blowing at how aggressive he was about this but anyway and first of all we kind of were speculating i think uh, we were reckoning that he re- we thought he was going to go to a brothel oh yeah um yeah. because it was and he late. likes time anyway women, whatever so there you go <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> each to their own i guess so after all that she gets home she's pissed off whatever she's like that was the worst fucking day of my life and then the next day he's calling and texting her saying i really like you when can i see you again <laughs> like it just blew my mind on how he was on such a different planet thinking that went well and just how can you i don't even know it was so weird but yeah funny okay. um and, very bizarre and, and what she said afterwards is that she, she told a couple of friends and her friends that are in like long-term relationships that haven't been online or dating on bumble or um Hinge or Tinder or whatever, we're all like mind blowing. Like that's so crazy. What a fucking weirdo! But all her friends that were single and are on Hinge and stuff were like, yeah, like every guy's like this. Every guy is like that. Dating extreme. What that they'll like completely lie about the location. Like (laughs) have a couple. All right, have a few beers before maybe, but then text. I'm so into you while they're at the bar, and then say they're. Maybe it's just the North Shore guys. Maybe it's just the... He works in... What is he? Is he in banking? Because he sounds like he's in... Trying to be Wolf of Wall Street. Do you know what? I was... That's so funny you say that because I've had almost the same experience minus the Thai girl part happen to me um, by a lawyer. (laughs) And it was all like this, like, I'm still working and can you get me from work? And then it turns out he's at a bar getting shit-faced and all this gross stuff and weirdness. And even the text, and I've literally asked her what's his name because I think I was thinking in my head I've dated this guy, um, but it wasn't the same guy. Just similar 
<laughs> Similar guys. Yeah, North Shore must be. Yeah, well, your friend's not having much luck, is she? She uh, Is she the same one that uh, the guy just ghosted her, basically? Yeah, same friend. And it's so, like, so shit. She's such get a good on, um, as well. She, get her on me. The Bachelor or something. Or one of those shows. I tell her, I keep telling her she should. I think but she's she's yeah, not about that life. <laughs> she's 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 got some morals. Just kidding, that's offensive to anyone that's been on there. And I take that back. But you know what I mean? Like okay. it's not not her thing. <laughs> I don't even think she watches it. <laughs> but if she went on it, she'd win. Uh, but yeah, so I think like just the kind of disconnect that people and I do see this a lot from men and women where one person has a really positive experience of the relationship or, or the date. And the other person has no idea what's going on um, and is thinking there's no way that this will progress. And just these two very, very different ideas. And he, the funny thing is, is that he, this guy actually even checked in with her during the date, which I think is cool, saying, how do you think it's going? And she said, mm, I don't know. <laughs> like she was honest. And he still the next day thought that, you know, we've progressed this really well. I'm going to call her and we're going well we're going good we should have another day so mm, yeah i don't know that's a pretty ex- I, I mean if it's common that's that's bizarre but it sounds like a pretty extreme case but maybe that's a north shore thing um there's definitely a lot <laughs> of disconnect in the way people can perceive dates uh there's been plenty of dates i went on when i was single where i thought this was fantastic and uh the other person didn't well, didn't want to see me again, whether they also thought it was fantastic, but then changed their mind or whatever. There, there was a different sort of uh, judgment made. And, and also there's been dates where I think the other person would have expected something a bit more and I uh, didn't. So you again, I think you just have to have, like with relationship humility, have some dating humility and understand that your emotional perception may not be grounded in the objective truth and there's two people who are having subjective emotional perceptions about how a particular date could have gone and you have to just accept uh, if the other person says they didn't like it and they don't want to see you then they didn't like it and they don't want to see you and um, it's almost certainly not a reflection on on you now if that happens consistently uh, there is arguably an art to dating or there's definitely skills you can um, bring into it that will potentially help uh, with your confidence and your ability to show your personality and, and be charismatic. And look, that's where some of the things like game, for example, which obviously have a very toxic side to it, some of those little tactics, those questions, now this is more, I guess, for picking up a girl with a club, but on a date, you, if you if you sort of, learn some good conversation starters um if you're confident enough with yourself to to be flirty to um maybe you know assess where the conversation is in terms of its how licentious it can get and things like that and and just sort of toying with that and playing a bit of cat and mouse with the conversation these are all good skills to develop which Mm. often it's just practice but it's also how confident you feel with yourself and how your life may be going um but ultimately, if someone's yeah. saying, hey, I didn't have a good time, do you have to accept? I know, I've been in situations where I, you know, went on three dates and 
oh, from my experience, they were just so great. Um, and then you get ghosted and you're just like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> you text them a few times, yeah. just no response at all. It's just, it's pretty frustrating, but that is the dating world where we're in net well i'm not in anymore thankfully but not most single people are in nowadays <laughs> and uh you just have to uh, accept things and and probably get used to rejection and ghosting because it's going to happen and it sucks and it's sad but yeah just get used to it try, don't do it yourself well try as best as you can not to do it yourself uh if there's a situation where someone's just yeah. you know not taking no for an answer or is just you know borderline deranged then i think it's very fair to ghost and things like that but um it's yeah, yeah there's, a, there's an I etiquette agree. i think that is widely accepted without necessarily being said uh and try to adhere to that but as for then sort of starting or initiating a relationship after maybe three positive dates i think you need to i mean this is something i probably don't have a lot of experience with because well with my current girlfriend it, it started it started off casual and then it, uh, two or three months into it i actually did make that step and said hey i want to i want to actually be girlfriend and boyfriend now i want to, us to be in a committed relationship and uh i was just very clear and direct and uh, from what i've heard I, you know women do definitely appreciate that and it usually is on the man to make that step in a, in a heterosexual relationship um, and I think the more direct and clear you can be without coming across as to, you know, on, on a first or second date, you, you can probably uh, hint at what you're looking for and ask questions like, you know, what, why are you on this app? What are you, what are you, yeah, what are your goals with dating and things like that? Um, but uh, I wouldn't get into those very serious uh, uh, ideas about relationships just yet but as it progresses a couple of dates in maybe a couple of weeks of seeing each other and, and texting and talking to each other that's when someone should make the move and and yeah usually it would be the man because then it also if you wait too long it, it can then um come back to hurt you and uh I, in fact i had a close friend that recently was playing it cool and and sort of knew that if you come across too come off too strong the other person can get discouraged and, and it's a turn off and um, I know people have their frustrations with with that sort of a culture where oh when people show their true intentions it turns the other person off but I think it's sort of it's a it's a reflection of maybe your emotional intelligence a lot of these things are sort of uh, are in the subtext rather than in the direct communication which contradicts what I just said but then the, the direct communication and when that comes about is sort of an insight into maybe how well you've gauged the situation and and rather than being needy, having the desire to be in a relationship with someone, people are wary of someone who uh, comes across as uh, wants a commitment but actually is just needy. You know, all these sorts of things come into play subconsciously and I think that's why that culture does exist. I know it is frustrating. Um, But, yeah, just back to my friend, sorry. Uh, He played it very coy and, and didn't really say anything and just whenever the girl was free uh, and he was free they just went on dates and then uh, one night he was out with her I mean there was a couple of mutual friends there and things and, and she 
spent in, well she was sort of canoodling with another another man and he was devastated by it and he felt really um heartbroken and and upset and you know i sort of it, it was a little bit on her i think because she had sort of invited him out that night but i did say to him look, look man like you didn't make it clear or direct what you wanted and you know she can't she can't be co- you can't be coy with yeah. her for more than a couple of weeks. Eventually, you got to say, "Hey," or if you do still want something casual, even just say that, "Hey, I like what we're doing, and I want it to be non-exclusive, and without a, you know an intense emotional commitment." Um, that's fair if you say that, but then you also have to accept it if the person doesn't want that. So true. I think that there's a lot of hesitation in talking about you know, future or things while you're sussing out the person that you're dating. And it kind of, like you said, can be something that hinders you. And I've done that to a guy as well, where actually it was just before I was, I met Adrian and I was kind of dating this guy for like maybe a couple months. And he was so nice and we had so much fun together and we had really good like chemistry, but we never, ever broached the topic of having feelings for each other and to be honest at that point I didn't even want to because I was like felt like I was newly single I needed to be single but then I was like I'm seeing this guy pretty frequently he holds my hand when we walk when we walk around but he doesn't like call me his girl or anything he doesn't we don't text that much during the week like it was like a fucking puzzle for me trying to figure it out and I was like, I could just ask him. But then again, I didn't, I wasn't ready to hear him say like, yeah, I want a relationship or whatever. Um, but then I remember like once he sent me a screenshot, like after like six weeks of dating and it was on his computer and he had Tinder open. Um, or maybe it was his phone. I don't know. It was a screenshot, but he had Tinder open as well. And there was like a, or, or a, I mean, it was his text messages and I could see girls he was talking to from Tinder and I wasn't upset by that because I was like, well, we've never had that chat. I don't really care. And and that to me was the like, okay, well, I guess I'm single and casually dating him and it's not progressing. So then I went back on um, Hinge and that's <laughs> when I matched with Adrian. Um, and because of that, <laughs> yeah, I know, so weird. And um, when I told that previous guy like, hey, like, I'd only gone on one date with Adrian and I was like, I feel weird. Like, I don't want to date anyone else because I felt like Adrian was really special. So I just messaged this guy being like, it's super early days, but I just met someone. He's really good. Um, so are you. But like, <laughs> I don't want to like continue this. And <laughs> and he was like, he was so nice about it. He was like, no hard feelings. And what was funny was he's actually works in real estate. And when I was trying to buy a house with Adrian, he was helping me. Um, so it was a nice wow. little circle of life. But when I started dating Adrian, like a couple weeks into dating or maybe not even two weeks into dating, I just really casually had said to him, like, I, I deleted like my apps and like, I don't talk to guys on like Hinge and, um, and <laughs> Tinder anymore. And like, I thought it was a big deal doing that after two weeks. And he was like, oh. I never, I haven't talked to someone since our first conversation. You're the only girl I actually talked to on any um, dating app. And then he was like, basically said like, I just only want to talk to you and I only want to see you. And like, I kind of only want to date you as well. 
and it just straight away set the tone that cool we're like kind of exclusive um and then it, i don't know it kind of progressed a lot since then obviously i'm eight months pregnant but what was i find interesting is now this in this day and age i don't actually think that people often tell each other i want you to be my girlfriend i want you to be my boyfriend it's more of like an are we exclusive are we committed or it kind of like falls yeah, into that relationship occurs. which has its pros and it's good and it's bad though because also at the same time like my brother dated this girl for like eight months literally more maybe like almost a year and he never asked her to be the, his girlfriend and then i thought felt like he was cheating on her because he was bringing her around all the time but then he'd also see other girls but they were never like had the talk so in his mind we weren't they weren't in a relationship in her mind they were but they just never brought it up with each other and i just said god like just bloody ask them just talk about it and i think it's so important to have those conversations and there's nothing wrong with having a conversation after a couple of weeks not necessarily saying like i want to be exclusive with you or you can say that but you might even just be like are you still like seeing other people like i don't care if you are i'm just curious um or like how do you how do you see this progressing like do you have like romantic feelings for me like don't be afraid yeah, to cause... ask that um and you might get an answer you don't want, but so what? Yeah, it's always better to be on the same page. And uh, my uh, ethos to that is just I'd personally much rather people, including myself, being direct and upfront. And then if that results in the other person being cringed out or something, I sounded like such a boomer there, but if it means the other person is uh, cautious of that or thinks that's, too intense well that's on them okay it's just i don't want to waste all this time here i want to know exactly what we're doing and if it is casual cool then it's casual if it's uh uh, serious then it's serious but um you know how casual can things be when you're sleeping with each other consistently and going to events together That, that sounds quite serious regardless yeah. of whether it's exclusive or not Holding hands yeah i mean i had a, yeah. a girl i saw for five six months at the start of 2020 and we said i love you and everything and then um i gave her a birthday present and she was like oh this has become something i didn't think it would be and i was like what are you like what are you on about oh but uh brutal. i just don't yeah. i just assumed uh certain things were implied when you say i love you and go to events together but apparently (laughs) not so yeah since then it's just direct uh if it's a message then it's a message no big deal but um just say what your plan is what you want and then if they don't like it they don't like it move on i know yeah it can hurt and all that but you you, i don't know get get over it but be direct and upfront that's my thing yeah yeah, I agree completely. So I think that, um, I guess, to speak on how to progress from dating into that, aside from that conversation, I think that related to this as well, the importance of having depth in your conversation, like the biggest, not red flag, but the biggest hindrance for me in moving on from dating someone for like, even if we've gone on five dates, to wanting to be more exclusive where I can tell that that's what they're wanting. When I have just been having surface level, very casual chats 
from the whole time where it's kind of just banter or maybe not that affectionate and things like that or not that romantic at all. I don't develop those deeper romantic feelings. Not that you need to have that like a month into knowing someone, but then when they've been like, I want you to be my girlfriend or I want to progress this, I'm like so taken aback because I'm like, you don't know anything about me. You know nothing. Um, you don't even know what I do for work. <laughs> those kind of things because it's just been like chit-chat. And I found it so, so common with men um, because in their mind, we were having really deep conversations because I was asking them all about them. And I actually find that in probably most of the times I dated um, men, I was holding the conversation. And they'd always compliment me on that saying like, oh, this doesn't happen often, but it was all the time. Um, and so I felt like you don't even know me. And what was in the most interesting part about me when I dated um, a couple of girls at one point, not at the same time, <laughs> but when I went on dates with women, seeing that they hold a conversation with me and how much more interested they seem to me and um, wanting to know about me just because they could converse better. And it was really interesting contrast for me you to see You did go that. for shy guys though, didn't you? You said you went for... A lot so... of shy men, yeah. But you know, I wouldn't say, I always end up with shy guys, but I don't date. I haven't dated exclusively shy guys. Like I really don't have a type when it comes to dating. I would say a shy guy would be one in one in five dates would have been a shy person. But they're always the ones I'm the most fond of. My <laughs> Because they're the deepest to me as well. They're more they're more into ironically, they're probably more deep than people I found that were Yeah, There are definitely it, there's not always just a correlation between being charismatic, extroverted and energetic it's not always the same as being deep and complex and, and nuanced with uh, your conversation and uh yeah i'm sure you know on average men are less likely to uh ask some of those deeper questions on on dates i think if a man's actually looking for a well if he's sort of thought about it and is serious about finding a uh, a partner whether it's a life partner or, or just a, a long-term partner, he will naturally ask uh, questions that would be perceived as deeper because that's something he'd be looking for. Now, if it's just a casual thing, he'll yeah. be trying to keep the conversation casual and be mostly looking at trying to, um, you know, engage her uh, attention and, and sort of keep things light and flirty. Whereas if he's looking yeah. for attributes that he's, thought about that would be beneficial in a long-term relationship he would naturally direct the conversation towards some of those uh deeper com uh deeper talking points although that may not be the case maybe it still needs to be um drawn out of a, a few men but uh i i would guess uh yeah, yeah, yeah a guy that's, that's looking for something serious would just naturally ask uh, more serious questions if he's thought about it, if if he really, yeah. you know, has made that you know yeah. mental list of what he's um what he's looking for. I think that you know it's funny when I said I said that was stopping me, but also that I think back to Adrian and he's not a we never had those deep chats. Um, he's not a deep he's a deep person, but he's not 
that type of person where we would go into like these long deep conversations about the world and this and that and issues and whatever but I think what made it really different for him um, or for how I perceived it is that his commitment to me was so obvious and his interest in me was so obvious like every time um, I saw him he would always text me afterwards like one checking if I got home okay or if he took me home always when he got home he would say like I'm back home I had a really nice time like um, I'll touch base with you in a couple of days, I'd love to see you again, like this week. Um, and he'd always want to see me more than once in the week. Just those little things constantly that was showing me he was so interested in me, made me think, okay, this guy is like, he's romantic. Like he's in it for like a relationship. He's not in it for um, a booty call kind of thing. It was very easy to discern what his intention was, which makes it really easy, I think as well. And it's very a lot of guys feel like uncomfortable doing that. And I've had guys message me being like, I've tried to instigate some kind of romantic connection with someone and then I get shot down. And that's really, really hard. Uh, my, um, and maybe yeah, that my, you have to leave uh, it. I guess my experience Sorry. there and, and maybe my advice would be, I think there's a large difference between younger girls, say late teens and early 20s and, and women who are maybe mid-20s, late 20s and, and into their 30s uh, it, it, because a lot yeah. of younger girls will get yeah. put off or get the ick very quickly at basically everything. And so if you show commitment or show the intention to, to be committed, uh, they can perceive that as needy or, or you know, wrongfully interpret that as, as lower self-esteem when, you know, for some guys maybe that is the case, but I... Uh, I wonder the guys who are saying they've, they've tried that and it, and it hasn't really worked out whether they're dating, you know, in what age group they're dating. I'd be interested to know because I would guess it might be earlier yeah. 20s. And if it's not, um, well, you, there's still, you know, little subtleties in, in, in how you can conduct yourself that will uh, uh, indirectly communicate what you're looking for. Uh, if you are flirt, very flirtatious and and you know, I guess more uh, forward with the with uh, your body language and your speech, it it will generally indicate more of a sexual um, interest. And likewise, I think if you are asking some more serious questions and talking about your your plans that would probably, uh, I'm assuming, would indicate more serious intentions. And um, just because things have worked for the two of us, we're drawing on a lot of personal experience here and, and everyone's different. And, uh, you know, depending on which uh, sort of a area you're dating in and, and the age group, it, it, it can be completely different. Um, so I, I don't know if, uh, for you know, for most guys, if they were to show that same level of uh, interest and commitment through texting that Adrian did, whether it would always uh, work out in their favour because people can get put up, be put off by uh, other people who are considered maybe too intense or they might just be worried that they're being love-bombed or something like that. So I think generally I think that's a good rule yeah. if, uh, if you sort of do make your intentions clear there that you're emotionally heavily invested and, and interested in this person uh that will always be a good indicator of um uh you know longer term commitment and and also just how what the things you say and 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 how 
experienced and emotionally intelligent you come across. I, I, I think if you're, you know, if you're going on dates with attractive, well, not even just women, people, like if, if you're just going to constantly compliment them on their looks, they're going to, they, well, they know that, <laughs> you know, they, don't, they get that probably every day. So um, think about interesting questions you can ask and uh, interesting ways you can direct a conversation. And, and yeah, listen, obviously listen to the other person. That's a big one that seems pretty obvious, but I guess, yeah, a lot of yeah. people don't do it. And sometimes, I, I mean, I'm no one's more guilty of this than I am, but men can just get very passionate about certain topics and subjects. And I think it can be construed as, yeah, like ego and mansplaining and whatever, but it, it's often, at least in my experience, it's just because you're super passionate it's about passionate. something and yeah. you do the masculine yeah. mind is a bit, it's more obsessive and wants to sort of sometimes rattle on about a given topic if it's if it's something they're deeply interested in so it's not always you know mansplaining or trying to sound like they're correct yeah exactly i think that what it comes down to and i think one of the most important things actually i have a few guys that message me from this podcast that are really like really wanting to find a girlfriend and they've been going on dates and they're trying to like progress it which is i guess this podcast is kind of like relevant but the thing is is that they're trying to progress any girl that is actually responding to them and going on second dates and trying to make that into a relationship because they want a girlfriend Mm. it's really important that you're actually progressing a relationship with someone that you are seeing like compatibility. And even if you have, you know, you don't have to expect you're going to be with them forever, but you need to assume that there is a long-term compatibility there, even just to progress to the next stage. So you need to know like what their interests are, like how they are in a relationship, because you made a really good point that someone like, um, got those texts from Adrian, another girl might think, and my friends have said this as well. Like one of my friends who's polar opposite of me literally told me, oh my God, that would be so intense. I'd hate that. And they wouldn't be compatible. He shouldn't dull himself down and not text her that if that's how he likes to express himself because it's got, he's going to do something two weeks later that's too intense for her anyway. Um, whereas what he did to me was very compatible with me, which is why I responded well to it. So I think that it's really important that you are digging deeper in your interactions. If you're seeking a romantic connection to see that you are truly compatible. And if someone's telling you like, this is intense, this is too much. Like that girl did with your birthday present thing, like that's compatibility as well. And you don't want to have to change yourself and mute yourself to to meet their needs when you could have someone else that finds that really thoughtful mm. that you did that. Um, or just even standard, thinking, oh, we've been together for six months, we love each other, why wouldn't he get me a birthday present? Like, I'd be, like, fuming if you didn't get me a birthday present in that situation. Yeah, that was a... She, um, she's, she just, was a... Yeah. That was weird very, to me. Very unique case, I think. Uh, but, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> you said I love you when it was someone... Oh, this has become something I didn't think it was. What? Anyway. Um, very bizarre. But uh, look, if you just, yeah, just looking for a girlfriend, that could, that you know, that, I'm not saying that that's a desperate thing to do, but it can come across, like the neediness can then maybe unintentionally come across in the way you text as well. So this is all, look, it sounds very contradictory because I'm saying be direct, be upfront, make your intentions clear, but then... There's also a way to say that sort of stuff without it coming across as needy and desperate because if you're 
if you're, I know it's all like what you said, it's, you want to be yourself and you want to just kind of express yourself in a way that you're comfortable with. But look, if like with the last podcast, if you're noticing a, a, a very similar pattern and a lot of, a lot of guys seem to be from what I can gather with my friend groups, but also in comment sections um, where they'll often be able to go on a date and conduct themselves in, at least from what they can tell in an appropriate manner. And a common response is, hey, you're really nice. I just wasn't feeling it. Or like, I'm not looking for anything super serious. And, you know, the the old cliche is like when someone says, I'm not looking for anything serious, they're actually saying, I'm not looking for anything serious with you, which is a pretty hard <laughs> thing to accept. Yeah. But um, yeah. maybe, you, maybe you do need to sort of deal with that harsh truth and think, okay, well, why, why am I like appealing to these girls' emotions, but I'm not physically attractive to them? I'm not sort of initiating that spark. And maybe that does come down to what could be perceived as more superficial things, although I think they're a reflection of the inner world, like, you know, how you how you groom yourself, what sort of fashion you wear, how confident you are, and these sorts of things um, that can be worked on. Um, so if you do find yourself in that situation, yeah. it's a, uh, look, you can, you can look at the statistics and be dismayed by the inequality there, or you can actually do something about it and at least try and at least kind of, you know, give yourself the best chance to uh, engage someone's uh, romantic senses as well as their emotional senses in a date. And that comes down to, well, like the stuff we've talked about on every podcast and yeah, self-improvement, self-discovery and, and, and reading and, and, um, and yeah, fitness and career and all these things together. Uh, as you get older, hopefully yeah. you get more yeah. experienced and, and just more self-assured and that will hopefully it should uh, improve the way you're perceived as a, a potential long-term mate. So true. I feel like if someone is listening to this and they think the way that you do, like with your, you know, how you've got your, your logic, or, logic whatever, or whatever, I think a really good way to summarize, <laughs> <laughs> you have a specific logic, okay. which I like and I admire. And I think a lot of people relate to the way you think. And I think a really simplistic way to like almost analyze it or tick box it in your head is when you go on a date, think the three boxes you have to check is one, emotional intimacy, like building an emotional connection to physical intimacy, like establishing whether that's even just shoulder to shoulder or a brief hand on the knee for a second. And three, fun. Like, you know, you want it to be fun thing um and i think that's kind of like the perfect balance of what you need to knock off in the first couple of dates in order for it to progress because often you might get like excel massively in one area like be really fun and do all these fun things or be way too romantic and you know like you, you have to almost balance those three really perfectly and i think that's kind of the key to it um easier said than done of course and like I said before, like it's not going to match what everyone wants, but it's really important that you at least try that because then you're going to know like this person responds really well to this or this person likes this, this person doesn't like this or even just by asking them that rather than doing trial and error and figuring it out, just ask mm. them um, is really important. Yeah, I'd say for uh, if you're in that younger age bracket, 
focusing more on the fun aspect and, and improving that side of your dating would be really mm-hmm. important. And if you're like a late, late teens or early 20s guy, and then as you get older, I think focusing more on the emotional depth, that aspect is going to be, yeah. uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to impact your uh, dating success more, I think. Uh, yeah. 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 So the fun, it's it's practice as well. Um, go to parties, go to gatherings, and now when everyone's online, it's people probably aren't honing their so honing in their social skills as much as they would have in previous eras. So uh, as as much as you can go out and and just practice talking to people, regardless of whether it's people that you're sexually or romantically interested in, that's going to serve you well. I think that the the guys that I've dated that have the best game that I know when I meet them that they're really good with women and probably really experienced with women, they won always, even though they get women easily, they always organize something, like whether it be like a dinner or like um, a guy, a few guys I know on the North Shore would always suggest, let's go sit by the Harbour Bridge. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck, another guy doing this. But um, just something like that, like something kind of like setting the tone. Yeah. (laughs) And then they'd always do very, very casual and non, um, non-intrusive or non-intimidating touch. Like just like we'd be laughing and they'd nudge my shoulder or something like that. Or like walking and having the hand on the lower back, just very like it's not putting pressure on me, just very casual. Um, and also like the other thing that they had, which I thought was really good game is that they knew how to compliment you or me without seeming like, um, I, they thought I was better than them or whatever. So they'd be like, I, I love, like, I, I think you're, you're heaps funny. Like you're a funny chick. And then, but knowing like, they're not like, you're the best thing I've ever seen in my whole life. You're an angel blessed upon me. Mm. Like, <laughs> kind of intensity, um, just very that casualness, but they're also putting things out there being like, I think you're funny or like, that's, I think it's cute that you do this. And it's flattering and charming and things like that. And if they wanted to make it romantic, they would build more depth onto that compliment as well and say like, that's like one guy told me like once I did something and he was like, that's wifey material there. And even though I actually cringed. So why'd they say it? Yeah. At the same time, I was smiling and like kind of giggling because he was so casual about it. And then he went on doing what he was doing, whatever. Yeah. It's the it's non-verbal smooth. communication as well. It's probably, they're probably very confident. Yeah. And, you know, you can get to a point where it doesn't completely, uh, it's not completely irrelevant what you actually say, but it, it, it sort of doesn't matter too much it's more how you say it and there's actually social experiments out there yeah. on youtube that try to show this and it's it's quite interesting mm-hmm. um a good compliment at least i've found you tell me if i'm gonna make people cringe here but uh you do want to compliment a girl on her looks if you just say wow you look hot or you look pretty that it's not it's a pretty generic sort of compliment but if you compliment her earrings or uh, an accessory that she's wearing. And obviously, like, be honest, you know, do you actually like the earrings or the necklace or something like that? That seems to go down pretty well. Yeah. Or even build it up a level and be like, I like your style. Like, I like your sense of... 
yeah. sense of fashion. Yeah, I think specific things one. like that on the looks think, and appearance will, or like if you, yeah. uh, I mean, that might be a bit much, but if you, but if you could say like, hey, the, the your eyebrows, the, the, the way you've done your eyebrows are really cute or something like that. Um, yeah. Yes. Something that is actually a physical attribute. I used to love when guys always comment, like, or not always, that's cocky. But one physical comment I'd often get was, I love your eyeliner. I love your cat eye. They're like, that's, that's a classic Eliza. And I loved it when people would say that. And it's kind of like personal to me, but also it's not like intimidating where they're like, I love your tits or like, I love this or your face. And also though, when people said like, you've got a nice smile, I think that's really, really sweet. And I will always compliment people's smiles romantic or not if i like their smile i'll always say you have a nice smile and it makes people feel good and i think people respond well to that one as well because it's kind of like wholesome yet also generic enough to not be like intense yeah yeah definitely and and you also want to match someone's energy you know some some girls can be yeah. quite shy and and uh uh trepidatious in what they're saying and and how they speak and then you don't want to come on strong with some really uh intense jokes or uh, banter there but then there are some girls who are just gonna come out and and try to banter with you and and say sometimes some overtly sexual things and i think in that situation what you want to do is actually slightly one up them a little bit because they're probably kind of jostling with you to see uh yeah how confident you you are so um if someone says something yeah. like that you don't want to be like oh you're you're wild aren't you no you want to actually kind of give it back a little just a subtle subtly more and, and lead lead a little bit but yeah I, I guess that comes with practice yeah. and like i haven't dated for a year and a half now so i'd probably be rubbish anyway <laughs> that's a really good one though actually because you want to just bring it up like half a notch and I love that you said, don't just be like, oh, that's cheeky and leave it at that, but actually respond with something because I used to do that as well all the time. And I know my friends do that as well, where they throw something out there that can be like a little bit sexually flirtatious or like bantery. And when someone says something back, that's just slightly higher, but they're not like, oh, fuck, now he thinks I'm going to fuck him on the first date kind of thing. Just that like flirtatious back and forth, I think is so fun. And it makes people really excited and it makes people want to see, but it also doesn't, you don't want to set up the expectation that there's going to be like, I'm expecting you to be sexual with me because that's why girls bail all the time on dates when their guys take that banter too far and they'll be like, you're so hot. Like, I want to do this to you. And then it's like, I was going to have sex with you anyway before you said that. Yeah, it's, um, a, su- it's a subtle you know, art. But now, now the pressure's there. <laughs> Yeah, it is. The subtle art of banter. (laughs) You should write a book. That's great. Um, Okay, well, that that was a good conversation that sort of went into dating tips generally as well. So, yeah, initiating a relationship and and dating tips. Hopefully that that helped out there. Uh, Thank you, as always, for listening and uh, let us know what you thought. Uh, Send in any questions, topics or shout-outs. Go to neilkalhatka.com slash podcasts and uh, all the all the subscription money from that will go straight to charity. Um, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify if it's a good review. If it's if it's not a good review, just shut up and, you know, we'll all be happy. So uh, thank you again. 
And we'll see you next week for episode 102. See you next week.